that made me a slave. I still feel as much as when he first touched me. Oh, yes, I'm still amazed. I never got 
many souls have tested him throughout the course of time. So many still reach out to him with broken hearts and minds. And every one of them will say without exception that they find that Jesus never fails. Even in the days of old, he brought his people through. given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God, if that fear comes, doesn't come from the Lord, even since I've been saved, there's a lot of fears that creep in on me. 
If you don't believe that, just ask my wife. She'll tell you about some fears I have. And there's things that creep in on us. But on that night, Brother Evan, I didn't move because I was afraid what somebody was going to think about me. But, man, it was crystal, crystal clear. I knew that I was a sinner. I knew that I needed God. Yeah, I was a good moral kid, I guess you could say. But if I'd have died that night under conviction, I'd have went straight to hell. I sure would have. But I'm glad God let me see Thursday. On that Thursday, I don't remember all the, the details that morning, but I remember I didn't sleep much that night. I was afraid to close my eyes. I was afraid I wouldn't wake up. I knew I was lost. I knew I needed God. I knew I wasn't ready to leave planet Earth. I didn't know how much longer I, I did have. I don't know how much longer I got tonight. But I know that day I got it settled on that Thursday. The youth pastor came in. He gave us all index cards. And uh, I don't know what the lesson, I don't know if it's some kind of lesson about prayer that morning, had some kind of devotion. I can't tell you because I was still under deep conviction. I just knew I was lost. I needed to be saved, Brother Carlton. He handed us all a card. And this had to be in the afternoon, in the evening. And uh, he gave us this card and, and wanted us to write down, didn't want us to tell nobody, just write down on that card what we wanted God to do for us, a prayer that we wanted to be answered. And you know what I put on that card? I put on our brother Evan, I wanted to be saved. That's what I put. And uh, we went, and I remember one by one, we come out of this one place, this one building, and we were out in the woods, and we walked, and they had, I can still vividly see it in, in my mind. They had those paper bags with sand in them, and they had candles stuck down there. And you, all of us seen that, and it lined the walkway in the woods. And we walked, I don't know, maybe 75, 80 yards, Brother Adrian, down this winding road where we had these little lamps of uh, brown paper bags and sand and candles. And down there at the bottom, they had a big bonfire that was burning, and they had a big cross over here to the left. And what we did, he took us all down one by one with that, with that card in our hand. And what we did, we took it down and we laid it, Brother Randy, at the foot of that cross. That night, I laid that at the foot of the cross. Now, I wasn't saved for a few more minutes. All those kids come down, and I don't believe there was even a message that night. But on that Thursday evening, they all gathered around in the circle. Best I remember, we was holding hands. And then youngins got to sing an amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And I understood Oh, yeah, I understood what it was going to take for me to be saved. It was going to take the grace of God. I didn't deserve it, but God was extending it to me with those, with those, with those bare arms because, uh, listen, he hadn't lost his power that he can't save. According to the book of Isaiah, he was extending that grace to me. And I understood it, Brother John. And finally, after they got to singing, they, I, I don't even remember an invitation. I just grabbed a hold of the youth pastor, and I said, man, I, I don't know what i got to do. I said, man, I want to be saved right now. And it wasn't this one, two, three, repeat after me, man. I, I just, I prayed to God the best I knew how. I said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I know I'm lost. I know I need to be saved. And yes, I believe Jesus died for me. I believe he was buried. I believe he rose again. I said, Lord, forgive me of all my sin. You know what happened? He forgave me. He saved my soul. Now, one day, Brother Matt... When I enter into heaven, and it's not a matter of, of if, but it's when, because I'm going. Because I punch my ticket by faith. I'll be there not because I'm a preacher. I'll be there not because I'm a Baptist. Now listen, I'm glad Jesus got me before the Baptist did. But I'm glad Jesus got the Baptist to get me to Jesus. And don't ask me to repeat that, but that's exactly right. 
But understand, I'm not going to heaven because of my denomination. I'm not going to heaven because of my last name or my social standing or, or where I live, what I drive, none of that. The only reason I'm going to heaven is because of that one day, Sister Jenny. I realized, 13 years old, that I was lost. Wanted to be saved. I called on the name of the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ saved my unworthy soul. You say, what kind of sins did you commit by the time you got to 13 years old? Listen, they were sin there. They've been sin since, but I can tell you this. Thank God I've been forgiven based on the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. A lot of folks make salvation complicated, and it's not complicated at all. That's something we can rejoice about. Man, it ain't like you got to do 20 and 30 and 40 things. Some folks, and there's a doctrine floating around, and which is in a lot of the regular Baptist church. It was really deep up in West Virginia still to this day. It's called traveling grace. They tell those folks that they got to do better before they get saved. Well, that's an impossibility. You can't do better. I can tell you this, you can come to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Preacher, I, my life's a mess. Will all my problems go away? I don't know if all your problems going to go away, but I know this. As far as where you're going to spend eternity, that will be settled. If you come to Christ today, and boy, what a blessing that is. And if you are saved, man, let's just rejoice that Jesus never fails. We all struggle through things. We all deal with things. There's things going to come up. You might not be dealing with anything today, but you just give it a few days, honey. You live long enough. There's going to be some things going to come. As I often say, it's going to pull down your driveway. Going to pull Trouble's going to pull right. How do you know that, preacher? Well, in the Word of God, Proverbs 14, verse number 1, man that is born of trouble, a uh, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. There'll come a time when old trouble's going to pull. He knows where you live, by the way. He'll pull in your driveway. He'll park where you usually park. He'll knock on your door and you'll invite him in. He'll sit in your recliner. You'll go to bed with him. You'll wake up with him in the morning. You'll go to the bathroom with him. You'll go to work. And then you'll start it all over again. That's what trouble will do for you. You live long enough, friend. It's going to come knocking on your door. But I'm glad we were just reminded what they just sang, that Jesus never fails. When we get overwhelmed, when we get discouraged, we don't know what to do. Have you ever got to your rope sin? I think about Psalm 107, those mariners that were over there. And they'd got to their wits end. Well, what'd they do? They called on the Lord. That's what you and I got to do when sat for salvation. If you don't know Christ, you need to call on tonight and God will save your soul. Doesn't matter if you're 10, if you're 30, if you're 80, it makes no difference. If you're lost, man, God can save you. It ain't got to be Sunday morning. It ain't got to be Sunday night. It ain't got to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or whatever day that God deals with your heart and you understand, man, I need to be saved because if I don't get saved, I'm not going to heaven I'm going to end up in hell you can settle that tonight but if you are saved and you're going through something we can rejoice that Jesus never fails sister Van, you come on I was planning on going to Colossians chapter number three but I don't believe that's going to happen tonight and I'd love to preach I would but I sure don't want to get in the way of God I don't want to run ahead of him I don't want to lag behind him a lot of times we either lag behind or we try to run ahead we ought to be right in the center of God's will, and that's what I want to do tonight, because I don't know what your need is. We've got our young folks in here. We've got middle-aged folk, and I don't know everybody. The only per- Did you know that the only person I know for sure that's saved in this building is me? Now, I'm not judging you. I'm not throwing rocks at you. I'm just simply saying I was there the day that I called on the name of the Lord. But if you've never called on the name of the Lord, man, you need to be saved, whether you're a boy, whether you're a girl. And don't be like me on that Wednesday night. I come under conviction. I knew I needed to move, but fear is what kept me in my seat. 
Fear is what kept me from coming and receiving Jesus Christ, my Savior. Those men that were there and those leaders that were there, they weren't my enemy. They were there to help me. And guess what? When I stepped out, they helped me. They guided me. But listen, the Holy Spirit was the one that was doing the guiding. The preaching of the Word of God had found its lodging place in my heart. And I just simply received that free gift of salvation. Kids, you can't earn it. Adults, you can't earn it. We can't earn salvation. Bible's crystal clear, not of works, lest any man should boast. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. How many of you like getting gifts at Christmas time? All of us do. Birthday time, man, you, you can't wait to roll in our Christmas morning. You can't wait for that birthday package. You say, man, what's in it? And once you get it, you start tearing that paper open. You can't wait to get that gift. We've all been there. Just to see what's, what's, what's been wrapped up. The greatest gift God ever gave mankind was wrapped in swaddling clothes. That was none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I believe it's in Luke's gospel. About chapter number 2. I believe it might be chapter 1. I believe it's chapter 2. Where that statement was made for unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. But also in Luke 2 and verse number 7. The Bible said they found no room for the Lord Jesus Christ. There wasn't any room for him there in the end. You say, what's changed in over 2,000 years when Christ first came as a humble babe and he came to bleed and die so you and I could be saved? Well, what's changed, preacher? Not much. Because just as it was when Jesus came as a little humble babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, the greatest gift, that unspeakable gift that 1 Corinthians talks about, he was wrapped in those swaddling clothes and he came... And we get that. But I don't even know where I was going with that, with that thought. But just understand tonight that the Lord Jesus Christ loves you. You may have walked in here and said, well, nobody cares about me. That's what the devil wants you to think, but God loves you. God wants to forgive you of all your sin. Again, it's not complicated. If you're lost, you need to be saved. Preacher, do you think God can forgive me of my sin? Hey, he never fails, man. His blood is sufficient. That sacrifice that was made. And you might be here tonight and say, Preacher, hey, I know I'm saved. I know I remember the day, man, when the Lord Jesus saved my soul. But I'm battling some things. I'm going through some things. Listen, I'm just here to remind you again tonight that Jesus never fails. If you need to be saved, I'm going to encourage you to step out here in just a moment. Over 30-some years ago, I had that opportunity, Brother Evan. I didn't do it on Wednesday night because of fear. There's been times that I've sat on the pew since I've been saved. I should have moved more than I did. But for whatever reason, I stayed in my seat. I came into church with that problem. I went right back out in the world with the same old problem I came in here with. And when I left, it was my fault. For the Lord said in 1 Peter 5, verse number 7, Casting all you care upon him, for he careth for you. Tonight on a Wednesday night, would you be honest with God? If I were to give you an index card, and oftentimes I do that, and that's one of the reasons why, because that got my heart. What kind of prayer would you want God to answer for you? If it's salvation... Man, he can do it. If it's strength to go another mile, he'll give it to you. If it's stamina to endure the race that is before you to finish your course with joy, he's able to give it to you tonight. How's that possible, preacher? Well, all I can say is he never fails. We stand all over the house. Let's pray. Father, I love you, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the sweet spirit, God, that's here tonight. Thank you for the spirit of conviction. Now, God, I pray that you'd move as only you can. I pray for that young person that may be just holding on. I pray for that middle-aged folk that may just be holding on tonight. 
Lord, as we heard Brother Carlton just a little while ago, he played church for many, many years. Lord, I'm glad you saved him. I'm glad you dealt with his heart. God, if there's some here tonight, I understand it's Wednesday, but Lord, if there's some here, some listening, never been born again, God, may tonight be the night that they give their heart and life to Jesus. God, I pray that you'd save them from hell's flames. Lord, from the penalty of their sin. Father, I pray for the child of God that walked in here tonight. and Maybe they got a smile on their face, but they're hurting. There's some things going on in their life that nobody else knows about. And Lord, they need you. I pray that you give them enough strength and enough faith to trust you tonight around an old-fashioned altar. God, meet every need as only you can. We'll be careful to thank you and praise you for what you do. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, friends. This is Brian Poindexter, the pastor of Faith Community Baptist Church, located at 2216 Hennings Road in East Bend, North Carolina. We're so grateful to have you listening to our CD ministry that's been provided as an outreach of our church. It's our desire and focus at Faith Community Baptist Church to preach and teach the whole counsel of God to a lost and dying world, to equip the saints of God for service, and to encourage the elderly and shut-ins who cannot attend services due to physical ailments. We meet every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Sunday school for all ages, and our Sunday school hour is followed by our worship service at 11 a.m. with old-fashioned singing and preaching from the Word of God. We meet back every Sunday night at 6 p.m. for our worship service, and every second Sunday night of each month, we have what's called an eat and meet service. After our 6 p.m. service, we gather in the fellowship hall for food and fellowship. On Wednesdays, we meet back at the church for our midweek worship service with choir singing and preaching again from God's holy word. Our ladies prepare a meal each Wednesday prior to our service from 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. I give you and your family a cordial invitation to be with us at any or all of our service times. Above all, you may be listening today, and maybe you've never made a personal commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, that's the greatest decision anyone can ever make in this life. Too many folks prepare for vacation. They prepare for retirement. They seem to prepare for everything, but sad to say, many make no preparations for eternity. The reality is very clear. We all will leave this world someday. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. You must understand that you are guilty before a holy God. Romans 3.23 said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The prophet Isaiah said in chapter 53 and verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. You must understand that your good words and good works and good deeds will not get you to heaven. Isaiah 64 and verse 6 says, But we are all as an unclean thing. All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible said, Therefore by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. You must understand that you are loved. I'm thankful that in John 3 and verse 16, it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 5 and verse 8 declares, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You must understand and realize there's only one way to stand right before God. There's not many ways, there's only one.
Jesus said in John 14 and verse number 6, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, the apostles' message was very simple. There in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12, they said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. You might ask the question, Preacher, how can I be saved? That's what the Philippian jailer asked in Acts chapter 16 and verse 30 and 31. He asked Paul and Silas, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Romans 10, 9 said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You must ask God to save you. I can't do it. No one can do it for you. Romans 10, 13 said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you know you're a sinner, and if you're sorry for your sin, and you believe Jesus died for your sins, you simply have to ask Him to save you. And I say, Preacher, how can I know for sure God will hear me? Well, first of all, the Bible tells us that we must be drawn. John 6 and verse 44, Jesus said, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Psalm 51 and verse 17 gives us the attitude we need to have when we come to God. It said there, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. If God draws you by conviction, if you're sorry for your sin, you repent of them. If you believe Jesus died for your sins, and if you asked him to save you, then the Bible declares you've been saved. If you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then you've been forgiven of all your sins. Romans 8, 1 declares, There is therefore now no condemnation of them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Once a person has been saved, they need to be a part of a fundamental Bible-believing church where they can grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. God calls us out of darkness and commands us to walk in light after we've been saved by His marvelous grace. If we can help you here at Faith Community Baptist Church in any way, feel free to contact us. If you have asked God to save you, please contact us and we will send you some free literature to help you in your newfound life in Christ. Thank you again for listening to our CD ministry that's been provided by our church here. And may God richly bless you and your family is our prayer.